It's the first Sunday of Lent here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is February 22nd, 2015. Today's readings come from Genesis, chapter 9, verses 8 through 15, as well as 1 Peter, chapter 3, verses 18 through 22. The Gospel proclamation is from Mark, chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. Today's homily is given by Father Charlie Amershack. The legend of the rainbow from the book of Genesis tells us that God created the rainbow as colorful as a post-it note reminder to never flood the world again. A reading from the book of Genesis. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I'm establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as come out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring the clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. All the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the passage that follows from the letter of Peter, we are reminded that While the flood waters in Noah's day brought death and destruction, the waters of baptism bring unending life. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, Christ suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison. In former times, these did not obey. When God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. Baptism which this prefigured now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through which the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into the heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. 
and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of, the Lord, of God. This is a time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lenten focus became clear for me one morning when I was in prayer. I was convinced I heard God say, Charlie, the focus should be church. Get living. That's what Lent is about. The church coming fully alive. Changing. Growing. Becoming the best versions of ourselves, but change. Change is hard, isn't it? The family was at a, a music festival. The gardeners would know a music festival, and uh, as they were getting ready to leave, they realized their 15-year-old son wasn't with them. He was lost. Big festival, lots of people. The kid is missing. And well, they they went to the police on the grounds there and 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 told them our, our son is missing, we can't find him. And and the policeman said, Well, can you describe him? And well, his little nine-year-old brother Billy said, Oh yeah, he's he's really tall. And he's very, very athletic. And he, he loves to play with me. And in fact, he lets me play with all his stuff. And one of the really neat things is he really likes to take me out for ice cream. We do that a lot. And the dad is looking at the nine-year-old kid and said... That's not your brother. That doesn't sound like him at all. And little Billy looked up and said, I know, but who wants him back? <laughs> change. A season of change and growing. Our visual asks us the question, what's holding you back? What's holding us back from changing and becoming the best versions of ourselves? Our visual, which so beautifully done by the Art and Environment Committee, our visual says that uh, anger holds us back. Our visual tells us very clearly that fear holds us back. 
our visual hanging from the ceiling tells us. Sometimes it's sadness, overwhelming sadness that holds us back. You know? Anger, fear, sadness. As we read the story today from Mark's gospel, the story of Jesus in the wilderness, Mark tells us that he was with the wild beasts. Why is that there? He was with the wild beasts, but the angels took care of him. And I began to see anger, fear, and sadness as the wild beasts that would tear us apart. Mark says that the angels of God took care of Jesus. Could it be that the church come alive, the angel of God takes care of us when those wild beasts would tear us up? Anger. Anger would tear us up inside, huh? How does the church help us to confront and overcome anger It's the Word of God. The Word of God, when we are caught up in anger, the Word of God always speaks to us a word of forgiveness. As hard as that is, the Word of God says, forgive and be set free. The anger doesn't have to control you. If the Word of God challenges us, challenges us away from anger, then the Eucharist we share at this table strengthens us, becomes for us the bread of forgiveness, the bread of peace. Do you receive the Eucharist in that spirit? The bread of forgiveness, the bread of peace. Fear. Fear is a wild beast that would tear us up. How does the church, the community of faith, how does the church confront fear? We're afraid mostly because we don't know that it's going to turn out okay. We're We're not sure that things will be all right. We're afraid of what's going to happen. We're afraid to die. We're afraid. We look at that man on the cross. We look at someone who faced fear, looked it right in the eye, and it doesn't look so good for him there, does it? This man hanging on the cross. He was right to be afraid. But that is not the end of the story for us, is it? Our story as a church goes beyond that death into a new life. A glorious life. That's our story. The love of God which raised him to life. 
is stronger than anything that can make us afraid. The Word of God speaks that to us. And every time we celebrate the Eucharist at this table, it's the death and the resurrection that we celebrate. And sadness? Is there anyone among us who has not been hurt by loss? We know that sadness can be like a wild beast that tears us apart inside. Nothing seems right, huh? We can't let go of it. It's just the loss is so great, it weighs us down and drags us into the dirt. How does the church, the the messenger, the angel of God, how does the church touch the sadness? Unfortunately, there are those in the church who would say, well, you'll get over it. You're never going to hear me say that to you. You are never going to hear me say, you'll get over it. Sometimes I say, would you get over it? But that, no. No. The compassion of the gospel that we hear says not, oh, you'll get over it. The compassion of the gospel says, I am with you. And if you let me be with you in your sadness, it will get better. That's the assurance of the gospel. If you let me stay with you, It will get better. The Eucharist we share at the table. The bread of comfort. The bread of healing and peace. And the community. The community that reaches out in the power of the Spirit of God. Becomes that angel. That angel that says... Hey, we're with you. We're not going to desert you. We'll be with you as it does get better. The beasts attack us. Beasts of anger and fear and sadness. They attack us and try to rip us apart. They try to undo who we're supposed to be. They keep us from being the best versions of ourselves. And Lent is the season to let God drive them out of our lives. To protect us as God protected Jesus from the wild beasts in the desert. Church, get living. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.